0: I want to start with a simple question. Do you support slavery? Now you may think in all seriousness that you don't, but I'd like to contend that you do. And without human bondage, you may suffer. Next question. Do you support having a smartphone? Do you like electric cars? Do you like computers? Well, if you do, and you own one of these products, and have Had one over the years, then you 100% support slavery. In one word, cobalt. Cobalt is a mineral, and it is found in the Earth's crust. The largest deposits are in southern Africa, Zambia, but primarily in the DRC, also known as the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I did an entire episode on the Congo, so you can scroll down for that. But the DRC is one of the poorest countries in the world. It's got a ton of violence and a high degree of corruption. Cobalt is primarily used in lithium iron batteries. Miners for cobalt in the Democratic Republic of the Congo will tell you that the mining is done with no protection. None. No PPE. So for the equivalent of about $2 a day, you dig with your hands using some tools. If you have a baby, you will slug the child on your back as you perform this back-breaking task. You inhale these poisonous fumes. Sometimes they even send you into mines, and the mines have a tendency to collapse, crushing the workers who include children. This is not to mention the environmental catastrophe of just destruction of the environment, the forest, etc., that, that is caused by building the mines themselves. These people in the DRC are so poor that they need the money. No one goes and does this work purely for fun. But you and me, we really do not care. We may think we care, but we continue to use our smartphones, laptops, because we need them. We need the battery in them. We need the cobalt. The supply chain needs to function so we are able to use it. At the end of the day, no one gives a hoot. No one, not even you, not even me. These people are modern slaves in an age when slavery in many parts of the world is considered a taboo. English football players kneel while woke Americans support the Black Lives Matter movement. But when it comes down to the wire, the evidence suggests that all this woke virtue signaling is simply a make-you-feel-better-about-yourself tool. It means nothing as long as the virtue signalers have and still use their phones, laptops, or electric vehicles. The truth is really no one cares. Out of sight out of mind. As long as your app works on your phone and it has a long battery life, maybe it's just okay. Then again, what would those Congolese people do without that mining industry over there? Any more red tape on them and that pushes the prices yet higher. And if your mobile price jumps from 1,000 US dollars to 2,000 US dollars, that's pricey, right? Right. I made an episode called The Meaning of Life episode, so go scroll down and check it out. In it, one of the arguments I made is that humans don't really give a damn about other humans. We do, if we know them, maybe, but for the most part, we really don't care. That is who we are. That is our species. Yes, there are some humans like Mother Teresa on one extreme, while we've got Adolf Hitler on another extreme. Most of us are somewhere in the middle between those two extremes, simply too lazy to become a Mother Teresa or an Adolf Hitler. That's why we don't care about the Congo. If you live in the West, maybe you and I, air quote, care about the yours in Western China. reality years, you probably don't really care. If you do, because your media and your government want you to care. You don't care. No one cares. Not even us. You and I, we don't care. Here's a question. Is human suffering, human bondage, and thus human slavery for economic gain and pleasure in our human DNA? After all, we do that to animals. Why couldn't we do that to a human? That is also just another animal. David Livingston, a British explorer of Africa in the later 1800s, said this of his eyewitness accounts of Arab slave traders in Eastern Africa, and this is quotes from Livingston himself. The 19th of June, 1866. We passed a woman tied by the neck to a tree and dead. The people of the country explained that she had been unable to keep up with the other slaves in a gang, and her master had determined that she should not become anyone else's property if she recovered. 26th of June, 1866. We passed a slave woman shot or stabbed through the body and lying on the path. A group of men stood about a hundred yards off on one side and another on the other side, looking on. They said an Arab who passed early that morning had done it in anger at losing the price he had given for her because she was unable to walk any longer. 27th of June, 1866 Today we came upon a man dead from starvation. He was very thin, One of our men wandered and found many slaves with slave sticks on, abandoned by their masters, from want of food. They were too weak to be able to speak or say where they had come from. Some were quite young. And that ends the quote from Livingston. And those accounts that he mentioned, those days, were just some days apart from each other. We humans are very capable of this. If you live in the West, you simply outsource the suffering elsewhere. Someone does the pollution. Someone does the manufacturing. Someone does the extraction. And it all happens somewhere else while you are fed narratives about climate change and gender neutral bathrooms. Don't you know, just take my word for it. Without cheap human labor, the processing of fossil fuels and just generally messing with this planet, the changes and advancement, so called, of so called progressive advancement isn't really possible. It's either those people in the Congo who suffer, or you don't get to use Amazon or Netflix. You can't work remotely using your laptop or drive an electric car and look all green. And you can't do all this stuff without someone else suffering. Unless you and I want to go back to the year 1800, the chances are you'll want the cobalt to be mined and the fossil fuels coming all the way down to you. By the way, I do have a whole other episode on just fossil fuels, so go check that out. I want you to understand here, on slavery, human bondage, and extreme human suffering for economic gain, we do it today. It's not just in the Congo. Modern slavery has many shapes, many forms, and it manifests itself in many places. Indeed, what a Danish person with a social security net, food, and heated homes may consider slavery. Someone in Vietnam may consider work and food on the table. I thus strongly recommend you and I don't judge these processes or these people or those governments. All you need to know is too many of us see gains for these issues to be addressed. And I'll get to addressing issues in a bit. But without people suffering, and this is the basic core point, you and I, as in many other people, do not advance or progress, or have comfortable lives. But the reality, and I think this reality, needs to be internalized. Humans make other humans suffer, and it's awful suffering on a massive scale. Moreover, it's happening right now. You and me, we both benefit from it. The International Labour Organization, it's a body linked to the United Nations, estimates that by their own definitions, over 40 million people are in some form of slavery today. 25 million people are in forced labor, of whom 16 million are exploited in the private sector, such as domestic work, construction, or agriculture. About 5 million in forced sexual exploitation, and about 4 million in forced labor imposed by state governments. An additional 15 million are in forced marriages. Some people, of course, would not have livelihoods if they did not send disabled children out to beg on the streets or pimp sex workers or go down mines. Maybe they would starve to death or maybe they would actually have decent lives. We can never know. Let's look back to pre-1945 Britain because life was quite hard. Most Britons did not have central heating. Most people had no running water. Most people had no 24-7 electricity. Most people were poor. Most kids worked in filthy conditions. In the Industrial Revolution, they also had zero rights. They worked factories to the bone. In the agricultural space, they were nothing but low-paid, menial labor. Life was hard. Then came Karl Marx and the Communist Revolution. Utopian communism, though, failed. So did Utopian capitalism. What worked and still does, somewhat, is government-controlled and owned capitalism and government-controlled and owned socialism. That's why middle-class America is better better off than the people of eastern Congo down cobalt mine. Your government owns your backside, and over the last 100-200 years, somehow the threat of communist revolution scared them enough to make life a lot better for the really destitute. But when you make American lives better, you still need that work to happen. That's stuff to get done, and there's always a cost. You move all of that cost broad. That's how globalism works. Someone is always screwed, and you and I need to be sure that it's rather someone else than it is us. What may prove somewhat shocking to many people is that there are still places where slavery by descent is still commonplace. You can be a slave, therefore, because your parents were... Slaves themselves, especially if you are considered or they were considered personal property of someone else. In India and in the Indian subcontinent, you guys, if you're listening from there, will be familiar with the word zamindar. There's still government forced labor too. It's not quite like Roman times, but many people are forced to work for the government even if they don't want to. Think North Korea. Present labor is commonplace, including in rich countries like the US and China. Bondage is common too. People give themselves up for bonded work if they can't repay debts. Migrant labor. This was a hot potato issue in 2022's Qatar World Cup. But honestly, that's not actually that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's in the context of bads, it's not that bad because many of those migrant labor forces went to Qatar knowing what it's like and worked there voluntarily. There are migrants that move around without the will to want to move and they're often children and sex workers. Leading on to the next type of slavery, sex slavery. There was a case recently even in the United Kingdom where a gang in Bradford was caught where they were turning young impressionable girls into sex workers. Domestic help is often treated very poorly. Most domestic help are women, and many work in different cities inside their own countries, or they move abroad to work in other countries. In some or many cases, with little or no rights when they get there. Forced and child marriages are also common, or more common than you realize. And I mean, all of this stuff is happening today. It's happening right now. And you need it to happen, don't you? Maybe not all of it, but sending those Congolese people without PPE into cobalt mines is certainly real. So next question is, what can be done? Well, you could just go back to the Stone Age, seriously, I do not kid. China in 1983 is a far cry from China in 2023. In just 40 years, an entire country jumped out of abject poverty. Millions of people. So it's possible. In the case of China, that comes with costs too, because China's gain is arguably the West's loss. It also means jobs and work go to China rather than, say, go to India, South Africa or Brazil. Nothing is cost-free. But to do that, someone had to have a vision, an understanding to get that vision From A, take the people from A to B. Poor people need to suffer extreme hardship initially in China, and then they can outsource that hardship later on elsewhere. That's the Western model. The West took 300 years to do it. The Chinese took 30 years to do it. So something is possible. Some change can be done. But it needs to start somewhere. Maybe it starts with the workers themselves. Maybe the governments, the companies up and down the supply chain. Maybe it's the consumer that's you and I. It's hard to say. But really, truthfully, slavery has lasted since the first civilizations, probably even earlier, and it's going nowhere. It's staying here long after you and I are gone. It will just morph into something else like it always has. Will population declines help? No idea. But if you want to build cheap starships to Mars, the moon, and other places like that, and exploit those places for human living, the chances are that most people would rather someone else on the cheap do all that mining and all that nonsense for you so you just show up. Anything, of course, is possible, but today, right now, this second, slavery is happening, and many people are benefiting, including me and you. Though it's morally bad, and in bad taste, deep down you know that it's rather them than it is me, and is a sad fact of the human condition. And no amount, none. None zero amount of virtue signaling is going to solve anything. There's nothing we can do and nothing we maybe should be doing other than maybe raising some awareness. But that's it. That's all you can do. We are designed as humans to not care and to benefit from the suffering of other living beings including other humans. There's nothing that can be done and it might sound odd and it might sound weird but that is the human condition. It is the fact of existing as a human. That's what we do. That is who we are. And you cannot cut it any other way.